All right, we are continuing through our Advent series. Today we're talking about love, um, and our scripture comes out of Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Listen for the word of the Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let let us pray. Dear Lord, I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would guide the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, that each one that is gathered here today and listening online, Lord, would receive the message that you have for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, we uh, had a youth party last week, and we decorated cookies and did all that good stuff. And, and we were visiting, as we do. We just kind of sit around and talk about a lot of things. And so I asked them, how long of a Santa run did you have? In other words, how long did you believe in Santa? And I was just curious. And so we went around, and, and some of them had good long runs. Uh, Delaney and Nelson, I mean, they were up to the nines and the tens. I thought that was good. And then we have some others. Well, huh? Very gullible. Very gullible. Oh, I should have checked before I started. Is anybody still? Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Neil. Oh, yeah, you'll have to deal with that. Um, Jeff will be out there after the service, so. Um, And then some of them, parents a little more practical with uh, that, that it was early on, kind of, no, nonsense, like three, four. They, They got to four. Um, my, my kids and my grandkids are kind of in the middle of that. Um, and I just share that because Santa's can be a big part of Christmas, and, but it also people have different views about Santa. And should we tell our kids that, you know, the grandeur, the magical nature? Um, it's really not that big of a controversy. But I have a problem with Santa, because all year long, uh, during our, one of our uh, studies of the Bible in 120 days, we were getting into Romans, and Aaron was there, and we, I said, yeah, we get to talk about the law. She goes, you talk about the law all the time. 
And I said, yeah. Yeah, which is a good thing. Well, it, it is, right? Because we have to, uh, that's part of the Reformation is, is faith alone. Faith alone is one of the pillars of the Reformation. And so as, as Christians, we like to make it about us. And that's the danger of the Pharisees. That's the danger that Jesus was talking to the religious leaders, that it's not about you and your laws and what you do, because none of us can be good enough. We've just gone through the Bible in 120 days, and everybody that went through that knows one of the biggest message of the Old Testament is that we cannot, as humanity, cannot be faithful enough or righteous enough or good enough by following the law or the covenants or listening to the prophets because we don't do it. That's, not against, that's against our sinful, selfish nature. And so it is not by works that we are saved. But it is by grace, as Ephesians 2.8 tells us. It is by grace that we are saved. And so we always have to fight against making it about us and making it about works. Because it is not about works. We can do nothing on our own accord for our salvation. It is a gift of God in Jesus Christ, which we celebrate. Right? That, that there's nothing we can do except give our life, die to our will. And so I, I go all year trying to preach that. And one of the things I think in the church universal, why Christianity is failing is lack of discipleship, but lack of teaching about grace. And there's too many legalistic churches. It doesn't matter if it's moralism or social justice or prosperity or whatever it is that have that preach some form of law you got to go do this and god will re reward you by going by saving you that's not it everything that needs to be done has been done in jesus christ it is christ that saves us it is christ's righteousness his faithfulness so I'm just using this opportunity to recap. And so I preach that all the time. That is my soapbox in, in Bible studies, always trying to work that back in so that we are reminded it is grace alone. And then we come to Christmas and Santa Claus, the whole theology of Santa Claus. If you're naughty, you're going to get in trouble and you're not going to get anything. And if you're nice, then you're going to get rewarded with all kinds of good presents. Santa ruins my whole year of preaching. The whole idea, the whole concept. And so kids are all, John's up here working his parents <laughs> to tell him how good he is and how much he loves them, right? So that he will get rewarded. So I, we got to start all over with that theology. Well, I'm kind of joking about that. Although... It is a theology of works Santa has going. But it is a time to remember that this is not about us. You know, Matthew, all of chapter one, is to show us the connection to the promises of God. That God had promised many, many, many generations going back to Genesis and back to Abraham that you will be a father of many nations. And we read in Romans that it is not because of circumcision. It is not because of the law. It is not because uh, of the sign. 
It is not because of any of that that you are going to be children of Abraham. It is going to be why? Because why was it attributed to Abraham? Righteousness. It says righteousness was accredited to Abraham because he believed God could do what he said God can do. That's what Romans tells us. That's what Hebrews tells us. That it's always been faith. And if you want to be a child of Abraham, believe in the one he sent. See, remember what I said. It is at the end of Malachi, at the end of the Old Testament, Malachi, they end with an open-ended story. There's still no solution. They have tried for thousands of years to live by the law, to live in covenant with God, to live in right relationship with God, and failed over and over and over again. And then in Malachi, he says, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're going through the motions, but it's not with your heart. You're giving me your wounded and diseased and stuff you don't want anyway. What does that tell you? What does that tell me about how you love me? And so... The Old Testament ends, and they're no closer to a solution. But with the birth of Jesus Christ, with the birth of Jesus Christ, the birth of Christ means that God refused to let humanity die in their sins. He refused to leave us in our sin, even though anybody, if you've read the Bible recently, which some of you have, would say, would say God would be justified into leaving us in our sin. I've tried for, you, you get frustrated with your kids. I tried to tell them. Over and over again, I've given them opportunity after opportunity. I've given them the law. You know, if only they would listen and obey. I've tried to make covenants with them. And they continue to break them. They continue to live. Anybody in the world, any kind of entity, any person, any court, would say God would be justified to leave us in our sin. But the birth of Christ means... He's not going to. And he gives you the long genealogy. It's quoting uh, the Old Testament. It's quoting Isaiah saying, look, this is the promises that I have made and I am going to fulfill them to you. And the covenant that you kept breaking, I'm ultimately in this person of Jesus Christ going to come and fulfill that for you. Just a reminder, right? Let's revisit the gospel. Adam, the first Adam, Adam in a garden in chapter three was tempted to seek his own will over God's will. God gave him a law, a command, shared his will said, do not eat from this tree of good and evil. You can't handle it. Just don't do it. And the tempter came and said, hey, surely you won't die. See, all he needed him to do was doubt God, break faith, break trust. And that represents in us all the original sin we have to seek ourselves over God and over others, to be selfish in our nature. But fat. 
Fast forward for when this little baby that we celebrate grows up and he's getting ready to go fulfill his purpose. And he's in a garden, in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he is in a garden and he expresses his will. And he's tempted. He says, God, I would rather not do this. Take this cup away from me. See, and this is what happens. This is the pivot point where everything changes. Because at that point, when he says, I'd rather not do this, take this cup from me, that's bad news for us. This isn't going well again. But... In that moment, Jesus says, but not my will, your will. That became the faithfulness and the righteousness that we would receive when we received him. See, we celebrate the birth of Christ and we could get into, all right, Jim, you're already talking about his death and going to the cross. But understand, the baby that we celebrate The baby that we celebrate throughout this time and through Christmas, it doesn't do anything unless he goes to the cross, unless he is raised from the dead. It's a false hope. It doesn't do anything unless in that moment in the garden, he decides, not my will, but your will. That's the celebration. That's the hope. And we must never forget that sometimes we want to... Uh, compartmentalize the Bible, but it's one big story. And Jesus represents the hope of all salvation because of his death and resurrection. That's our hope. That's our joy. That's our peace. And so it is good news of Jesus Christ. It is the good news of Christmas, tidings of great joy that God, the birth of Christ meant God was not going to leave humanity in their sins. He was not going to leave Israel in their sin. He was not going to leave me or you in their sin. But that doesn't mean you might not stay there. See, God's provided a way. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. God has provided a way, but in this time between the first and the second coming, God has provided us a way not to stay in our sin and to be transformed and to be sanctified and justified and all those good theological words, all that good news. God has provided a way in Christ that we do not have to stay in our sin. But too many of us stay there anyway. There was always a way for the prodigal to come home. He didn't have to stay in the far off country. He didn't have to stay in the pig pen. But he could have. He made a choice to come home. See, Jesus has given us free will. And that allows us to love That's why we were created, to love God and to love one another with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. 
And it is the root that allows us to love that we have given us, he has given us this free will. The problem is we are human. And this gift is not always handled right. This gift has the potential and is at the same time, the core of our love, and it gives us the possibility to love and to be loved, but it is also using self, used selfishly the core of our sin when we choose ourselves over others. And so, so many of us, you know, we, we go to church, we do the things, but we just still waller in sin and struggle. And we don't have the peace that God came to give us. We don't live in the joy that God comes to give us. We live in a selfish type of love. Most of our love is selfish. When we say love, if we really examine our love, I love you. Usually deep down, we love somebody because of what they do for us. Either the feeling they give us, the the uh, provision they provide us. Whatever it is, somewhere deep down, we love them because of what they do for us. We even spin our love into some type of selfishness. But God's love is a selfless love. God did not have to do this. God did not have to mess with us. As I said earlier, God would be justified in leaving us in our sin. But God's love is a selfless love. Jesus says there's no greater love than this, than one would give their life for another. Jesus' act on the cross is the purest form of love, a selfless love. And when we grow in Christ, we begin to love and we grow less and less selfish each and every day. That's, that's what sanctification is, growing in the image of Christ, becoming less and less selfish and more and more selfless. I am less selfish than I used to be when I was 25 years old. But if I'm honest, I'm not selfless. I still have selfish spots and blind spots, but I'm a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. So it is this gift of grace in Jesus Christ, and it is the whole gift, not just the hope of Christmas, but it is the hope and the actuality and the reality of the death and resurrection of Christ. And, and see, that's one thing when we talk about Santa, when, when people are anti-Santa, they don't want to tell their kids this, this supernatural kind of crazy story. But... As I think about it, that's not all bad. Because what is Christmas really about? This grand, supernatural, unbelievable story. Right? That's why people have trouble. That's why these, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, is sometimes the stumbling stone. Because we, you say, What? Somebody came and they were born. God came 
as a human being. He was born in the flesh. He walked this earth. He was anointed by the Spirit to preach the gospel. He came and he healed 5,000. He healed the blind. I remember when I was a young Christian, I'm going, that's crazy. And then what's the other part of this story? Oh, oh yeah, he died and was raised from the dead. That's a little nuts. But it's true. It's true. And that's the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of Jesus Christ. That this amazing, what some people view as a fairy tale, is what saves us. And God has gone to great detail throughout all of Scripture to explain and to show us that it's true and that we can trust him. And all we have to do is have faith. To believe, go back to Abraham. God came and told him and his wife that we're past childbearing heirs, some crazy story that not only were they going to have a child, he was going to be a father of many nations. And Abraham said, okay. He believed him. And so that's all we are called to do. It is not by works. It is not if we're good enough because we're never going to be good. It is because of God's selfless love that he has gone to all of this trouble, that he has fulfilled the grandeur of this uh, uh, crazy story that is beyond our frame of reference, that he has gone to all of this trouble because of his selfless love for his people, for me and for you. That is the hope of Christmas. That is the gospel. We can't just take pieces that we like or that are palatable to us, that we can understand because without it, without the whole story, there is no salvation. It is salvation in Jesus Christ that we celebrate, that we remember. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Lord, I thank you that when we were dead in our sins, Lord, you did not leave us there. But you came to earth in the form of a, of a human being. You became flesh and dwelt among us, walked with us, talked. And Lord, that you... Uh, we're humble to obedience upon the cross. Lord, help us to fill our hearts with the hope and the faith that comes in this little baby. Lord, speak to us as we go through this uh, Christmas time, Lord, that we would uh, know deep within our hearts by the witness of your Spirit the truth about Jesus Christ, that he is our Lord and that he is our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.